the first question is from Sarah Adler, our viewer of last episode. Um, I guess it's a great gateway question. Um, how has your perception of God changed given your life experiences, given your childhood throughout Massachusetts? And not only that, you're like everything that you've told us so far, your biography, essentially, like how has that changed your perception of God? I think um, our perception of God evolves and changes as we do. Um, it was Elie Wiesel uh, who famously said, uh, you know, you can question God, you could be angry with God, you can have gratitude towards God, uh, you can question God, but you can never ignore God. Uh, and so I think that that has primarily been my trajectory um, as I evolved, uh, as my exposure to Jewish text and Jewish experience has become more profound, um, opening up the Talmud for the first time when you're 19 or 20 years old and you suddenly realize that the 3000 year tradition of the Jewish people is one of the most complicated and beautiful and philosophically sound uh, in human history, um, then your exposure and experience with God is going to change too. Um, the more halacha and Jewish law I studied, um, the more my appreciation for Jewish intellect uh, increased, but also um, questions and concerns about you know where I stood on the observance scale uh, and uh, where God fit into observance. Um, and as I sort of emerged in my life as a husband and father, um, and you'll see this when you have children um, and you see the real miracle of life, um, and it's not, you know, the splitting of a zygote or the biology of uh, the human being. It's the neshama. It's the soul. It's that uh, it's that nefesh from God that is breathed into a human being that makes them them. Uh, when you see that, uh, your appreciation for the miracle of what it is that we live in um, is is there. So, like, truly understanding and like diving into this research, and like rather than just like trying to find something if you really just are grateful and, and understand and, and like try to just i mean obviously you can't even wrap your mind around such a tat uh such, such a text but like kind of just understanding allowed you to become like spiritually closer and allow you to like so understanding somewhat i mean I, I think for me um we are a part of a three thousand year story that three thousand year story um has been attempted to be erased or snuffed out generation after generation, calamity after calamity, uh, from the destruction of the first temple to the Shoah, uh, uh, Oz, to the uh, to the Jews being stuck behind the Iron Curtain and told that they can't practice religion, right? That's your family dynamic. So I, I knew from a very young age that there had to be something of utility. There had to be something profound and accessible and relevant for Judaism to continue. Um, now, Judaism is very important to understand. Judaism is the religion that's practiced by the Jewish people, right? And the Jewish people approach Judaism in a variety of different ways, um, which is why, for example, I may wear a kippah, but the person who you had on your last podcast may have payas and seat seat down to their ankles. I don't know. Um, or you know, for example, uh, you have cousins in Israel who may not go to shul. So Judaism um, has grown, evolved, um, and uh, obviously uh, become more robust as uh, we've projected ourselves into the texts generation after generation. But I always knew that for Judaism to exist, for the Jewish people to remain alive, there's got to be something there.
And that's what led me to learn and study. I got kicked out of Hebrew school when I was 13 or 14, right after my bar mitzvah. I got kicked out before too, but you know, my parents sort of bribed me to stay so that I had my bar mitzvah. Uh, and then uh, I was subsequently uh, thrown out for bringing my football equipment into uh, the classroom and causing a ruckus by uh, banging my helmet against the side of the wall when the teachers were trying to teach. Um, but though I got kicked out of Hebrew school, I would go to the library a couple of times for the week we used to have these things called libraries um, where they had books on you know walls and shelves and there was something That's called crazy. a card catalog that you'd have to open up, no internet, open up the card catalog and there'd be a list of books in alphabetical order. And so I would go to J and I looked in the card catalog under Jewish and I read every single book in the library that had anything wow. to do with Judaism um, because I wanted to know where I came from. And that so, eventually sort of... Uh, localized around the Torah, because the Torah is the heart of the Jewish people. So as for perception, can you almost like compare it to a novel? So say you're like reading a novel right now in five years, you know, due to life experience and everything, your like perception of that novel. So like, say, uh, I don't know, To Kill a Mockingbird, you might, great novel, you might. Okay. I, I understand your question. Like yeah. So, so yes and no. Um, the Torah is not a novel, right? So. Mm -hmm. The premise of your question is a very good one. Um, does, does the text reflect itself back to you differently year in and year out? Now, I teach a Parsha Tashavua class to three, 400 people every week. And that's the same Parsha every week. And I've done it for almost two decades, right? So how many times can you read the Akedah, the Binding of Isaac, and find something new in it, right? It's the same story, right? I know what happens at the end of the Torah. Moses dies, passes it on to Joshua. Do I really need to read it again? And the answer is yes, because the Torah, the Torah is layered with so many nuances and secrets and puzzles that need to be put together that every year that you analyze it, there's something inside your own life experience that allows you to see something different, right? So I can remember walking into the Beit Midrash my first time. Beit Midrash, the house of study, right? So I was living in Israel and I was yet, I was very passionate, nationalistic, proud Zionist Jew. Um, but I didn't have the textual substantive Jewish education um, to allow me to understand, you know, Talmud, Torah, Halacha, Midrash, I didn't have that. So I go into a Beit Midrash and I see just rows and rows and stacks and stacks of Jewish books, not so dissimilar from the ones that you see behind me. And I knew that if I started studying in that moment and I studied every day for the rest of my life, I'd still just be scratching the surface of how much there is to know within Judaism, the religion of the Jewish people.